0: Hello, welcome to the Spirit and Truth podcast series. This is Art Cole, and I'm going to be talking about prayer. We'll be focusing on Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 23. We're reading in the message version, and I'm going to go through the scriptures, and I'm going to come back and break down the scriptures here that talk about prayer. When Ballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall he exploded in anger vilifying the Jews and the company of the Samaritan cronies and military he let loose what are these miserable Jews doing do they think they can get everything back to normal overnight make building stones out of make-believe Nehemiah prayed oh listen to us dear God we're so despised Boomerang their ridicule on their heads. Have their enemies cart them off as war trophies to a land of no return. Don't forgive their iniquity. Don't wipe away their sin. They've insulted the builders. When Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, and the Amorites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repairs of the walls of Jerusalem were going well, that the breaks in the wall were being fixed, they were absolutely furious. They put their heads together and decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much trouble as they could. We countered with prayer to our God and set round-the-clock guard against them. And all this time our enemies were saying, they won't know what hit them. Before they know it, it'll be at their throats, killing them left and right. That will put a stop to the work. The Jews were, their neighbors kept reporting, They have surrounded us, they are going to attack. If we heard it once, we've heard it 10 times. So I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable places of the wall and assigned people by families with their swords, their lances and their bows. After looking over things, I stood up and spoke to the nobles, the officials and everyone else. Don't be afraid of them, put your minds on the master great and awesome, and then fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Our enemies learned that we knew all about their plan and that God had frustrated it, and we went back to the wall and went to work. From then on, half of my young men worked while the other half stood guard with lances, shields, bows, and mail armor. Military officers served as backup for everyone in Judah who was At work rebuilding the wall, the common laborers held a tool in one hand and a spear in the other. Each of the builders had swords strapped to their sides as they worked. I kept the trumpeter at my side to sound the alert. Then I spoke to the nobles and the officials and everyone else. There is a lot of work going on. We are spread out along the wall, separated from one another. When you hear the trumpet call, join us there. Our God will fight for us. At his side, Tobiah the Anamite jumped in and said, That's right. What do they think they are building? Why, if a fox climbed on that wall, it would fall to pieces under his weight. We kept at it, repairing and rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was soon joined together and halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart for the work. But soon word was going around Judah. The builders are pooped. The rubbish piles up. And we were over our heads. We can't build this wall. And so we kept working. From first light until the stars came out. Half of us holding lances. I also instructed the people, each person and his helper, to stay inside Jerusalem. Guards by night, workmen by day. We all slept in our clothes. I, my brothers, my workmen, and the guards backing me up. And each one kept his spear in his hand, even when getting water. That was all the passages from Nehemiah 4, 1 through 23. The message version really gives uh, a lot of detail, a lot of passion, and a lot of heart. And now I want to give you some words concerning this passage. Prayer is a wall. Prayer builds people up prayer is for me prayer is for us the church is bound the church is secured and the church is alive when we pray and i want to let you know the enemy notices when we decide to pray when we get a prayer request when we feel it's time to pray when we don't feel it's time to pray but we pray anyway when we don't feel like praying but we still pray Anytime we pray, whether it's something that is coming easy to us or something that is going to require work, effort, and time, the enemy will notice your prayers every single time you pray. Do not be surprised when the enemy starts to ridicule, starts to point fingers, and starts to bring opposition your way. I love what Nehemiah did. Every time there was opposition, he says, we countered with prayer. We countered with prayer to our God and we set round-the-clock guard against them. Prayer is warfare. Nehemiah said this, so I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable places of the wall and I assigned people by families. I want to let you know The most vulnerable thing at any time since the creation of the church has been not only the church, but has been families. I want to let you know, even in the most vulnerable places within the church and the most vulnerable places within our families, we are to set armed guards and armed guards is the, is prayer Prayer is what arms us. Prayer is what makes us a guard. Prayer is what equips us. I love that Nehemiah used young people and seasoned Christians to pray. I want to let you know the enemy is stirred up when young people and seasoned older people get together and unite in prayer. It says here That half the young men worked while the other half stood guard with lances, shields, bows. I want to, I'm so excited about this passage because I feel like the entire uh, uh, rebuilding of the wall after, during, and after the exile of the Jews when they went to to uh, uh captivity and they started to work their way back jerusalem and rebuild the city that is the type and shadow of the church needing constant building up constant repairing constant work prayer is never over prayer is a consistent continuum nehemiah also noticed that there was gaps in the wall. He noticed that the work on the wall had started to create uh, gaps of separation. And so he called on the leaders. He called on uh, uh, leaders in the church, leaders in the city to fill the gaps. And what he did is he had a trumpet bearer next to him. And he said, whenever I sound the trumpet, We are to fill in the gaps. When you hear about somebody that needs prayer, when you hear about somebody that needs something, when you feel an unction in the Holy Ghost to pray, I'm telling you, you are filling in a gap that was there. God is moving on you at that time to fill in a gap, to make a place where there was nothing, something. And I'm so thankful that we're able to fill in gaps. Prayer makes the body and it repairs the body. Let me say that again. Prayer makes up the body and it also repairs the body. Prayer is miraculous and it's restorative at the same time. The passage here says we kept at it repairing and rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was soon joined together and halfway to its intended height. But I want to let you know right after that, there's always going to be mockers. When we have gotten halfway through the work... When we have gotten halfway through the dream... When we have gotten halfway through the process... When we have gotten halfway through revival and there's more to go... I want to let you know there's always going to be mockers. There's always going to be accusers. There's always going to be negative people. And there's always going to be somebody that comes and spreads lies. And I want to let you know those are the tools of darkness... But we always work in the light, always pushing back darkness says here and so we kept working from first light till when the stars came out half of us holding lances and the people were instructed each person and his helper to stay inside jerusalem guards by night workmen by day prayer sets a guard during our darker moments and prayer creates and builds when we come through prayer is a is a uh vehicle that allows us to be safe in our most darkest moments. Prayer sets a guard during these times, and we keep working. We work all night long. We work throughout the day. And I want to sum up all this with some inspirational words I feel I got from God. Prayer holds another up when they're falling. The most basic and simple prayer you can ever say will hold you up when it seems like everything has set itself against you. Prayer, no matter the size, no matter the shape, no matter the level, works. And it not only works, it is the best weapon, it is the best tool. It is the best and most available anything that you will ever use prayer has no boundaries it has no user manual and it has no limit and it cannot and will not be overcome when we pray in Jesus name pleading the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ we have tapped into the very essence and unfiltered power of God prayer gives the sick and weak the legs to stand up in the spirit and command angels, healing, revival and victory to come. Prayer allows us to work undercover, hidden by the very light of God and become agents of change. Prayer has never left the situation the same. Yes, prayer is work, yet the work of prayer is always worth the effort and the time. I leave these thoughts with you Please, yourselves, read Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 23. Read it in the message. Read it in King James, in NIV, whatever version. And let it sink into you and realize what Nehemiah was doing and encouraging the church to do is pray. Is pray and build the church. I got, God bless you in Jesus' name. And I pray the power and the peace of God upon you and healing in your families and blessings in your life. Amen.